Hey. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. So good. Uh, Not uh, as good as uh, a foreskin. Uh, no. If I, had a, good. I do have a foreskin. Yay. Yay. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we are here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. <laughs> I'm Kim Haynes, and I just learned about glitter, and I love it. Oh, it's fabulous. We'll talk about that soon. <laughs> I'm Meredith, and bejazzling has always been in my repertoire of tools when it comes to celebrating the female body. I'm Jess, and I encourage body positivity for all genital types. Look how wholesome you are. <laughs> all genital types. I don't know if that's really wholesome. All right, so let's get to our second episode of part two of Circumcision. So I thought we could start this episode off with a little snippet about the foreskin. Uh, I think uh, that's the opposite yeah, of what okay, we're going for. A fact of the Don't foreskin. use the word snippet in this episode, <laughs> ever. Foreskins. Hmm. Foreskins. Huh. What are they? That magical piece of skin that covers either the head of your penis or your clitoris, and it just makes everything better in life. (laughs) From the glide mechanism to the fine touch nerve endings, we celebrate foreskins of all types. Cheers! The foreskin is as much as half of the skin of a penis, not just a flap. In an adult so man, <laughs> the foreskin is 15 square inches of skin that's uh, filled with fine touch nerve endings. Oh gosh, I just got horny hearing you talk about that. Which is uh, in my pants. Or really sympathetic. <laughs> yes, either <laughs> feeling. Foreskins are the best. So it's so, not just a little snippy snip. Not. You're taking away the best feeling that they could ever so have on important. their penis. Um, so this is usually the part of the podcast where we talk about our week and what we're drinking. But we we're not actually do doing a double double whammy, a double foreskinned header. Yes. Um, so oh God, that sounds like a medical miracle. I think I saw that in a porn once. Yeah. Oh God, that is a thing. There is a guy that has two penises and they're both not circumcised, and he's very open about it. And you can see pictures about it on the internet. I'm not going to do that. I have not done that. <laughs> not even I would for not. your research. I read about. I read about it. I I didn't look at them. Do you know how many pictures she has shoved in my face of penises I don't want to see? Look at this penis. Face. Look, look. This one has hair and on her its shaft. Do you know how many people have shoved their penises in her face? Yes, not not literally. Very many. <laughs> like four hundred. Figuratively through text message photos. Just dick pics. Just one. Just the dick pics. Ask. Okay. Cut that out. Cut all that out. (laughs) Cut it out. Not like a foreskin. Um, Do not leave that part intact. Yeah, but... Everything else leave intact, though. So since this is the same week as our last episode, nothing new has happened other than we took pictures in the snow because mm-hmm. it's snowing out. It's horrible. Glorious. And I horrible. held a tequila a bottle like a penis to my groin. Um, and it made her feel really good about it. <laughs> in respect to all penises out there. Yes. It was very... Or disrespect. I mean, it is a tequila bottle. It was a tequila bottle. Yeah. It was very, very phallic of me. And then we also got to watch this... Fl- Fabulous. I almost said flabulous. <laughs> fabulous. 
fabulous video called oh. Glitter, all about vaginal glitter. C L I T T E R. YouTube it, it right now. That's you will be fantastic. so happy you did. It turned your labia into a yabia. <laughs> yes, that's my favorite line. <laughs> It turned my labia into a yabia. It, it turned my yeast infection into, into a, jewel, a collection. jewel collection. <laughs> I'm dying. All Look right. it up. Look it up. Cheers to those so we ha- ladies and gents who we created have, that masterpiece. We have moved on from our mead to a <laughs> bottle of... Oh, don't talk about it. <laughs> Chianti. I'm we not going to say what three kind. Dollars. Um, and I'm also slowly sipping on that said Gin bottle of tequila. Tequila, tequila. Because I'm drinking a gallon of water. It's uh-huh. time to talk There's about else in your cup over there. Can I see it? It's water. It's time it. to get down to the nitty gritty and talk about the nuts and bolts of the nuts and foreskin and the science about circumcision. Mm-hmm. And so I the found thing we kept wanting to talk about in our last episode and kept yes. having to stop talking about. I know that we <laughs> uh, we talked a lot in our last episode about how it's difficult for people to hear this information. So I found the more I use humor and make random sex jokes, the easier it is for men to listen to me or put on your shirt. That how says Suck it up, but how weird yeah. it's listen. It's it's easier for men to listen I to a woman talking about sex. Yeah, I don't like to use the word Did suck you it put up, that buttercup. Together? We're talking about penises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't want to buy our shirt. Buy, buy a shirt. Our shirt. <laughs> Shameless promoting. Buy our shirt. Hey, what's the what's the website they go to if they want to buy a shirt that we um, made? Go to our website www.wineaboutbirth. Hit the shop button. She and did it, it again. It There's will. Three it's three W's. <laughs> Crap! It'll link you right to our our Teespring our Teespring store. Mm. Um, to buy shirts, and we're going to be adding more. One day, I want my good and friend. And coffee and mugs on there that are actually for wine, but so you yes. don't get judged as much for drinking. At One nine day, in the my morning. good friend Megan mm. will do all of our voiceovers because she's famous. <gasps> that would be fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so this episode is once again so excited to say sponsored by Brother K and the Bloodstained Men, who have been working for the last forty years to spread information about circumcision and the reality of it, mm-hmm. and how there are really a lot of men out there that are very unhappy that a choice was made about their body that they had no say over. And every time an infant is circumcised, they are having their human rights stripped from yep. them from the beginning of their yep. of their life. Because so. you are not making a choice as a parent. You are taking away the choice of the man that baby will become. Mm-hmm. So Evie asked, what if, a, what if a guy wants to get circumcised when he's an adult? And I said, well... They can do that because they're an adult, mm-hmm. just like tattoos mm-hmm. or ear piercings. She goes, oh, okay. Why would anyone yep. want to do that? Yeah. I said, that's a great question. And we have a chart <laughs> all about that because it's one of the big myths that uh, it's better to get it done as a baby and science does not actually support no, that. Because they think that they're using anesthesia and yeah. you can't use anesthesia. You sugar water? Oh, sweeties. My favorite thing mm, ever. Best. Um, yeah. And so like... So we do say, because there is the big movement of his body, his choice. And so men can choose to be circumcised. But we also like to bring attention to the fact that we need to bring awareness about what foreskin is. Because I find it very sad that there are men who choose to be circumcised because of some of these cultural myths. And they do end up regretting it because they don't realize what they were going to be missing out on. And well, a, lo- a lot of those social reasons are because our society has made it seem like their normal body is not okay. And I'm not dirty, okay with that. Yeah. That they're I think, risky. I think as an adult, if you want to be circumcised, you should at least Google 
the anatomy of a foreskin yes, of a penis. Yeah. If you are an yep. adult that has a son, you should at yep. least Google the anatomy of a penis. And then watch the yep. procedure. It's informed and, consent, knowing what you're going into when you make that decision. And it Correct. should not be a flash decision because I've, I've heard of lots of boys who have thought maybe they wanted to be circumcised in like high school due to peer pressure or feeling like their body is not okay. And then as they get older and they learn more about what their real body, the benefits of having all of their body, they're so thankful they didn't do that. And so it's like really coming to an age where you are responsible enough to make a life-changing decision like that. And for men who did make that mistake and are unhappy with it or for those of us who circumcised our sons maybe next week the guys can talk about regrowing foreskin because while you can't yes. regrow the actual foreskin you can do some things to help regrow to get some that of sensitivity the, some of the function back mm-hmm. because foreskin does have function so um this had there's a lot of information to be covered in this Jess episode. is holding a massive pile of i papers. have a massive there's pile a of papers <laughs> so let's dive in like, like a, a muff. muff. <laughs> I love that. Okay. <laughs> so we always like to say, we realize that parents love their children and that when this decision becomes a difficult decision to make, it's not because they want to hurt their children. It's because they want to make a good decision. And our culture has taught them that circumcision is a simple procedure. It has health benefits um, and that they'll be thankful for it. And so we really want to take this from being more of an emotional issue. And let's like lay out some of the scientific facts to say, is that stuff we hear all the time true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because from my research, it is not. It is not true. Any research will show you it's not true. The only, I think the only research that supports circumcision has been debunked. Yes. So why the CDC still still puts it on their website is beyond me. It's false information. Mm -hmm. And the medical organizations and countries where people do not routinely circumcise, it's easier for even like the doctors or whatever to see that information because a lot of our doctors here that are doing scientific studies are circumcised men and they have some of those same cultural blinders. And so some of those studies, they're actually more looking to prove what they want to believe than they are trying to get to the truth of it. Mm -hmm. But I also like to say when it comes to doing studies on whether it's beneficial to not have a part of a body part of your body, I think it's important to talk about what you're losing because the only reason it's okay to do studies seeing whether it's better to not have a part of your penis is because we've been taught that it is a part that's extra and it's not necessary. Excessive. So if we placed any value in the foreskin, there would be no other part that would be like, hey, Meredith, can I cut off your right hand and then do studies to see if you have less health problems because you don't have your right hand? No. That would definitely get approved. Yeah, because your right hand, my right hand, has a lot of benefits. It has a lot. It has a very important job. Yes. So there's no other part of our body that we're going to cut off and then decide to study whether or not it's good. The only reason we're studying whether circumcision is a good thing or not is because people were doing it and they wanted to prove that it was okay to do it. But when Mm -hmm. it comes down to it, it's just not okay to cut off parts of your baby. No, it is just not. And that is really what we're, we're getting down to. It's like if your baby was born with it, Leave it there. Leave it there. And it's not legal to cut off any other part of your body. So that gets into it is that this is the only surgery that it is legal to perform on infants without medical justification. So what that means is that there is no diagnosis. 
Um, it's just a normal. It's just like you were born. That's your diagnosis. Which, yes. which is why many insurance companies are no longer paying right. for mm-hmm. it because it's, it's shown cosmetic. to be cosmetic. We now know there are there are zero health benefits to removing the foreskin. So the insurance company is the first to dive in and say, well, then we don't have to pay for that. Yeah. If you want to cosmetically alter your child, you can pay for that yourself. Yeah. And there's been pushback from that by the AAP because doctors and medical associations and America in general does make a lot of money off of circumcision which is a whole other like line of reasoning but just put it out there like it's a million dollar billion dollar yeah it's more so we had um just to touch on that um, a mom had her baby in the hospital and they did they did go to your class they did research Mm -hmm. and he the husband could not let go of the social norm yeah um he wanted his son to look like him and he was going to just go about that in any way possible. Yeah. So when the baby came out, the mom said, now how do we get him circumcised? And the doctor, the OB, looked up and said, well, first off, I wouldn't. It's completely unnecessary and ridiculous that we still do it. But if you want to do it here, it's going to start at three grand. So unless you have a good insurance policy that's going to pay for that, I'd recommend you walk away and let your kid keep his foreskin. Cheers and I was that, like, Bella. yeah. Yeah. Did because he end you, up keeping his foreskin? No, they took him somewhere else to yeah. get him circumcised, unfortunately. But the reason it's so expensive in the hospital is because there are so many risks, including mm-hmm. death, mm-hmm. hemorrhage that leads to death, stroke that leads to death, that they have to yep. do it in the operating room. So you have to you have to pay, have to pay for an operating if you take them room. in later. If you take them in later, they do that. If your baby's born in the hospital, they circumcise them in the nursery. Honestly, oh, he was told that he would not. This, yeah. this doctor would have been, been the one that had to do it, and he doesn't do it outside oh, of the operating he room. Because like, yeah, in many you're hospitals, the they do before. they do it in the nursery or in the yeah, NICU. No. Which is also another point is it's the only not regulated mm-hmm. surgical procedure. And anybody can do it, and you don't have to. We could lay a baby on this table right now. And it wouldn't be illegal. My son was circumcised on my kitchen table. Yeah. And they dipped his binky in wine first. Yeah. And he, and, and they had me drink because he said, this is not going to be easy for you. Here you go. Yeah. And I almost passed out. So I you, ended up having Because as a mom, you're shoving away. down all of your instincts and, to yeah, protect your, your, baby. your mama bear instincts. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into, we started talking about it. Um, I like to talk first about the risks of surgery. Usually this part of my talk, I do show a video of circumcision and I will be sharing one on our social media. I really encourage anybody who's thinking about circumcising their son um, to watch a video because I feel like people are really led to believe that it's a very simple procedure. That's a little snip. It doesn't hurt. Um, it is the most sensitive part of the human body. It does hurt no matter how much pain medication they give them, which is something we're going to talk about. Um, but just like any surgery you do comes with risks. Um, you can't do, you can't even remove a ingrown toenail without there being risks. Mm -hmm. So we don't really talk about the risks of circumcision. And I find in, uh, my experience as a doula working in the hospital, because it's cultural, um, they are really, uh, nurses and doctors are dissuaded from giving true informed consent They're about it. They're pussyfooting around the information <laughs> as to not cause... Because they don't want to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Or make people feel guilt over their decision. Mm-hmm. So the majority of my clients, it's just a question, do you want your son circumcised or not? And Also, I'm going to challenge that too. I feel like it's not even a protective thing. It's like, oh, this is normal. Yeah. There's yeah. no point to talk about the risk because like, this is what everybody does. Yeah. It's but not just like to keep their... But let's talk about some of those risks. So there's risks from like short term from the actual procedure, but then there's risks that are go all the way into adulthood and you might not even know that they've happened until, until adulthood. Um, so 
circumcision's a, a delicate procedure on a tiny little penis. Teeny little tiny. Little I like saying that line. So not only is functional and very sensitive tissue being removed, so there's always the risk of taking off too much. So part of the function of the foreskin being a sexual function. Um, and a protective. Yes. But as in sexually, we all know when a man gets a boner, I just said boner. Boner. A chubby. <laughs> an erection. <laughs> a stiff one. <laughs> His penis <laughs> grows. The foreskin is meant to be that skin that allows the penis to grow comfortably um, because it goes from small to big. Um, so when you're taking a baby, there's no way for us to know as medical professionals how big or small that baby's penis is going to be ultimately. We, we know it comes in many, many different sizes. There's growers, there's showers. Guys make a lot of assumptions based on what they see at birth, but let me tell you, it's not yeah, what you that's expect. not how it, <laughs> not works. how it works. There's also no dotted line on the that penis says, cut that says, here. cut here. But if it was meant to be cut off, I bet there would be. There probably, or it just, <laughs> or it just wouldn't be there to start with. Right. Um, so it's also open to human error and like you know when you're talking about that small of a surface area even like a one tenth of an inch mm-hmm. of taking off too much skin on a baby can make a huge difference for a full grown penis and it does um, so then there's also the you can take off too little which sounds weird but um, there's a big problem with something called adhesions and so the penis, especially on babies, is meant to be an internal organ at all times, except for uh, during sexual function. Um, and so what happens is that when you remove it, it's always trying to heal itself. And so there's a big problem that babies' foreskins will keep trying to grow up over the head. Doctors have been leaving a little bit more recently because they realized that there was a big problem happening with too much being taken off and not being able to have comfortable erections. But now there's become more problems with adhesions where it's growing back over and then most doctors say just rip it down uh, at home during diaper changes. Just rip your fingernails off at home. Yeah. No big deal. And so that's been happening a lot. Um, so there's also the, the, a chance... This ex- is caused by us. All of these. Yeah. yeah. This is a man-made issue. Yeah. Yeah. And woman-made when we make these decisions. Well, man in general. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Humankind. Um, How about that? Another huge problem, excessive bleeding. Anytime you cut into the I've, bottom I've seen body, this. Mm-hmm. there's a chance of bleeding. Um, the risk of hemorrhage. Babies have a much smaller blood volume than adults, so it only takes about two ounces of blood loss for a baby to either die or to be in a true state of hemorrhage and need um, blood transfusions. That's almost nothing. nothing. It's nothing. It's yeah. It's that's, such, oh, that's a shot. Yeah, it's such a small... The next time you take a shot at a bar, think, if my baby loses this much blood in a circumcision, I'm going to... He could die. Yeah. Um, Then there's also the chance of uh, nerve damage to the remaining parts. And one of the biggest problems is um, infection. Mm -hmm. So anytime you cut into the body, uh, bacteria can get in there. There's a chance for it to become infected. Um, And so they found that babies that are circumcised are much more likely to leave the hospital with systemic MRSA. Because mm, of MRSA is on the MRSA is like yeah. all over the place right now, and hospitals are just full of like antibiotic resistant bacteria because they're the hardest ones to kill. 
And so it's and like... we get hospitalized for MRSA all the time. So I can mm-hmm. put you and your baby back in the hospital yeah. immediately. So um, because of this, um, these those are some of the biggest reasons why babies would die from circumcision um, would be infection and blood so, loss. When you when you look into the statistics of a hospital, mm-hmm. why might we not see these statistics listed? Like, oh... There were, you know, a hundred babies that died due to their circumcision. Mm -hmm. Why do we not see that in the statistics? Well, number one, you're not going to see it all in one hospital because it is still extremely rare. So it's hard to get real statistics on how many babies die there. It's from circumcision in the U.S. because there is no um, code for aunt to put on autopsies or death certificates for death by circumcision. It's just like called hemorrhage. Or so it'll be just like death by hemorrhage. Like, or a stroke. Death or an infection. Sh- death by stroke, death by infection. So it's really hard to judge What's where a- that came from when you're looking at databases. But healthy newborns don't have strokes. Yeah. And healthy newborns don't have blood loss or hemorrhages. So yeah. those are the things you just have to know what to look for when yep. you're looking at statistics. Yeah, but they have been coming up over the news like when these things do happen. Um, so let's talk a, a little bit more about some of the very common complications that can happen a little bit later. Those are complications that happen immediately during or following a circumcision. Um, so a big one I see a lot, and I think it's more on the rise, is metal stenosis. So again, the foreskin has, it has things that it does. It has function. It's not useless. And so it's meant to protect the urethra. Um, if you cut it off, the body has to adjust to that. And so uh, many boys, they will get scar tissue around their urethra that can begin to interfere with urination. It can back up into their kidneys. Oh, um, there's some estimates that that's like 25 to 30% of boys will get metal stenosis. It's just crazy because you start this journey with, uh, from a fear of a UTI. Yeah. You know, and... From that fear, you're now causing this, which is a much more serious issue. Yeah, and then the only way to fix that is more genital surgery. So they surgically cut into the urinary meatus to make the urethra larger. I know off the top of my head at least 10 boys that have gone through that um, or clients that have told me they went through it as boys and how um, it was traumatic for them. Um, So it's one way that you're not saving your son from having like... To deal Uh, with that trauma later in life. Genital surgery later in life. So it says, just to go along with that, that it that means, like phimosis means, that the foreskin will not retract. We weren't talking um, about phimosis. Oh, what did you say? Needle, oh, needle stenosis. Needle stenosis. We Sorry. will talk about phimosis. <laughs> Sound, it was close. I jumped ahead. So we did. I got excited. You jumped ahead. I did. Mm, I like jumping heads. Um, <laughs> no, you wait, don't. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. You sound so much cooler than you really are, Jess. <laughs> You're so monogamous. <laughs> Just admit it. I have never not admitted that. I know. <laughs> wow. Please cut that. <laughs> um, she said talking heads. She loves talking heads. Jumping head. head That's head, a head. great band. Sorry. Singular. All right. Um, we talked about adhesions already. It's a big deal. Doctors rip them open with no anesthesia. They can also lead to skin bridges. I usually at this part show pictures, but I can't show that to you over podcast. Google it. A buried penis. That's my favorite one that you shove in my face. Look at the picture of this buried penis. Yeah. I mean, buried penis sounds like it could be fun. It's not a party game. It's the not fun version of buried penis. Um, So what it means is that too much skin is taken off. The penis is forced inside the body, 
and it can lead to problems in adulthood when there's not enough skin for a comfortable erection. So if you follow circumcision posts, you'll see that there are some men that their entire life, every time they have they have an erection, their skin will physically split open and they will bleed because oh they do not have enough is skin on their penis to have God. an erection. And but this is something mm. that you won't learn about until you hit puberty. Yeah. It's not something you're going to know about right after you're circumcised. So that's just one of the sexual functions. Well, and that, what you were saying is that they're saying all these problems that are caused. And so when they were a teenager, they had, this had to happen to them and they had to have this surgery, but some foreskin never retracts until, yeah. I mean, it could be 14 or 15 mm-hmm. years old before you actually produce the correct hormones and have, have all retract. the stuff happening and people that are waiting to do anything sexual until they're older. Yeah. So they're misdiagnosed with problems that don't exist. Yeah. Yeah, and and that goes back to the American medical people, which I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later, that because they have not been taught about normal male anatomy in medical school, the only thing they're taught about normal male anatomy is how to cut it off. Um, Up until recently, all of the medical textbooks all just had circumcised penises in them. Yeah. Even in, like, none of my nursing books had uncircumcised penises in them. So it was all just, all of the education was never around... uh, solving problems with the penis it was just about cutting off a foreskin if it if they even thought it was causing so, a problem that it blows my mind like we had talked about on another episode women that i served that had never seen their vagina mm-hmm. and didn't know they had labia I think we talked about that in an episode right it, it's the same for men they don't know anything about their penis they have one but they don't realize that part of it is missing. Oh, so, yeah. so when I say like, oh, you guys want to hear my thoughts on circumcision? Well, let me talk about the penis. I'll bet I know more than you do. Yeah. And the guys are like, nah. And by the time I'm done talking, they're like, holy shit. Yeah. You do know more about I've had several people penis. tell me that yeah. I taught them more about their penis than they've ever known their whole life. Right. And then they're like, how did you know my penis had a line on it? And I'm like... <laughs> Because that's the part that's missing. Because they, <laughs> they all do now. And then I have to say, I've never seen your husband's penis. I'm just guessing there's a line where mm-hmm. it changes color. <gasps> and then they get all red and they're like, yeah. I'm like, it's not just you, it's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. That is the scar that's from the where scar. your husband's foreskin was forcibly removed. Yeah. Um, or partner. Um, okay. So we talked a little bit about infection and we talked about death, but I like to I, just talking about death a little bit more. Um, I like that's let's, our talk about, topic. let's talk about well, death. Well, I like to put it in perspective because you hear all the time like we there's a lot of like conversation in our media surrounding death of babies, whether it's like how many babies died of the flu like this year. Yeah. Everyone should get the flu shot. Um, the thing is, we never talk about that with circumcision and I think it's important to because circumcision and babies has a similar death rate to other problems in pregnancy or childhood um, that that they make a big deal about to to, will make you feel like a bad parent if you don't get a flu shot or if you don't take antibiotics to prevent strep B in your newborn circumcision has a similar death rate to Mm -hmm. those things and they actually endorse it when it's the same it, it has risks that are similar um, so, but to, so to put it into perspective, I like to talk about drop side cribs. Do I remember what those are about? Yes, mm-hmm. we do. I feel like they have a lot of benefits because I mean, it's hard to get a baby into a crib and it was a lot easier to drop down that side and then be able to just like sniggle the baby in and pull it back up. 
So those have been recalled. They're banned. It's illegal for them to be in stores. It's illegal to sell them in yard sales. How many babies did they kill? I didn't know they patrolled so yard sales. So between 2001 and 2009, 32 babies were killed by dropside so groups. So in eight years. Eight years. 32, 32 babies. babies. And that's horrible. Horrible. Um, and it's similar to some of the other things we've seen recalled for sleep deaths. But to put it into perspective... Um, in that amount of time, if the estimates about how many babies die from circumcision in just the U.S. are true, um, about 800 babies died from circumcision during that period of time. Holy shit. And yet Holy doctors shit. still just ask if you want it and endorse it. I mean, I have a friend who's a nurse working in the hospital currently, and she had a situation where a doctor performed the surgery without getting parental consent first. Oh, my, oh my God. It's so normal that <sighs> doctors are assuming that that's the choice that the parents are going to make and just moving forward with if that it. that happened to me, I would sue the shit oh, out of Oh, I know. Of you everybody. would. The mom well, ended up wanting it, though, so they didn't make a big deal out of it. But good, come God. on. That's, That's what my mom okay. said this weekend. She said that my brother, Matt, was just returned to her with a giant lump of gauze on his mm-hmm. penis. And she was like, what is this? Yeah. And she had no idea. I mean, of course, that was 30-some years ago, but... It's not that different today. Chris, the fact that we don't even talk way. about circumcision in a different way means that's really not that different today. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah, it's horrible. Um, I had a client this past year who, with her first baby, she didn't consent. She had a C-section, and she was, like, really out of it. And her husband said, okay, she hadn't even seen her baby yet. (gasps) The baby came to her in recovery after her C-section, already circumcised. They circumcised him in the first hour. So (gasps) she never even saw his body before he was circumcised. So, And, you know, one of the biggest myths is they don't feel it or they don't remember it. But the studies that they're doing now that are looking at brain waves, as you like Mm -hmm. to point out, the brain waves change after that traumatic incredible pain that they go through. They're left by themselves. The people they love aren't helping them and the brain waves never return to normal. This isn't just like, oh, I think they felt it. It It's been scientifically proven that it alters their brain waves and their perception of care and love and pain and that we never get that back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the acknowledged cons of vaccination Mm -hmm. is like, well, your baby will experience the trauma of an injection. It's like, right. Why isn't that a con of circumcision? It's not a conversation people are having. So Um, before we dive into that, because that was like, I have one more thing. And then that was the next thing on the Mm -hmm. list. I know I'm being really anal. No, it's okay. You got a job. I love anal, Jess. Rain us in. You love anal? anal? I love anal, Jess. I love anal, comma, Jess. (laughs) Chuck's going to listen. Chuck's going to listen to that and bring me giant bottle of wine and be like, so hey. I learned something new about you today. <laughs> and I'm going to call you and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're like, that better be the bigger bottle of wine. <laughs> I'll just high five him and be like, wingman. <laughs> you do like to toss me under that proverbial And you know your friendship is solid. I don't know. That might be a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. Spreading that rumor around. Um, okay. Well, now that we learned that fun fact about Kim. Um, <laughs> what? Another, that I don't. This is what happens when Jess doesn't rein us in. Yeah. Another problem <laughs> with circumcision is that sometimes um, you can amputate the head of the penis. Um, I've seen that at least two times in the news in the past year or so. I have a friend's son who uh, with a botched penis that it will mm-hmm. never be the same again. Not amputated, yeah. but definitely yeah. malformed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that is a huge deal if that happens. Um, but then like you were talking about um, permanent brain changes, and I think this is important because there's been studies done just on that, but it's even been in like mainstream medical now. The American Academy of Pediatrics released a study about how pain changes the infant brain, how susceptible they are to trauma from pain. Um, but I wanted to talk about the first studies I ever read about when I was learning about this. Um, so they've proven, um, despite what many people might say, that circumcision is an extremely painful procedure. <laughs> um, it is the most sensitive part of the body. Um, it's very difficult to numb. The only way you can numb it completely is to get full general anesthesia, which, which they, is, can't they can't do, do baby, on infants yeah. because it's too dangerous. Um, I've seen similar things with like the clitoral hood, like trying to do sutures on the clitoral oh, hood. It's yeah, just no. like... That's it's, like the hardest part. It's of just so nerve laden yeah. that you can't get it numb all the way with light. Women have argued this with me. Like they get very upset when I talk yeah. about circumcision and they will get super intense and say, my son didn't feel anything. They used the emula cream and yeah. they said he was numb. And, I, and I'm not going to take, I'm like, okay, yeah. let's just move on. But I'm not going to say you're wrong and yeah. your son was tortured for 20 minutes. You just don't want to see it. Yeah. Wasn't so, there well, one it's provider to, that to believe called it that. A torture at Winchester? Oh, it was no. Oh, am I right though? It does fall yeah. under all the. It clicks, ticks all the boxes for torture. If it were, if you were to show a video of the, what happens to newborn babies happening to a grown man, it would be a oh, torture. Oh. It would be a torture video. Um, so anyway, permanent brain changes. So it's very. Um, so fun fact, not fun. Um, there's still a lot of providers who do circumcisions with zero anesthesia. Mm -hmm. And up until recently, all doctors did it with I was gonna no say, I feel like anesthesia. Because they didn't think the baby I thought it was could still feel normal anything. To sugar water, which is, I'm sorry, it that's is the 1800s. It is still normal in some places to just use sugar water or just to use emla cream, which is basically like a lidocaine cream, using right? a lidocaine cream and then getting your wisdom teeth removed. Like it's not going to cut it. It's, <laughs> it will cut it. It <laughs> just won't it. numb it. Um, so there's still a lot of providers I know that are doing it without any kind of pain relief. And um, that has been proven to be but the most harmful. How are people accepting such an archaic argument? Because it blows we, my mind. Sorry, this, have, is the, this is the episode that is going to be a little more intense and yeah. a little more aggressive on our part, yeah. I think, because it's really hard once you know this information yeah. to watch someone allow this to happen to their child. Well, it goes back to our cultural things, which we could, it's hard to talk about them like in one episode and not the other, but our culture has built up all of these protective factors. Right. Like, oh, babies don't feel it or they won't remember the pain or it's too horrible for it to happen to an adult man. So let's do it to a baby. Like we have all these things we tell ourselves that don't hold up to scientific scrutiny, but they make us feel better about yeah. it. And Really, the baby can't do anything about it. And so if we feel better about it, then it's okay to keep doing it. We just want to keep doing it and we want to find excuses to keep doing that because it's our cycle of trauma. Okay, so anyway, in this study, um, what they did is they took a baby and they put him in an MRI machine to generate a baseline data of their normal metabolic activity and um, of the brain. So after they generated the baseline or, you know, of what the baby's brain was doing before being circumcised, they then circumcised the baby inside the MRI machine. So they, they scanned his brain while he was being circumcised. And then they also um, did 
follow-up MRI studies on the baby later to see what happened to the baby's brain after being circumcised. Um, So the analysis of the MRI data indicated that the surgery subjected the infant to significant trauma. The greatest changes occurred in the limbic system, concentrating in the amygdala and in the frontal and temporal lobes. So those are the parts of the brain most um, connected with reasoning, perception, and emotions. Follow-up tests on the infant um, indicated that the child's brain never returned to its baseline configuration. Mm -hmm. So it proved that the circumcised infant's brain was permanently altered by the surgery. Um, This study was also done in mainstream medicine. They compared the pain response of circumcised infants to intact infants at their six months vaccinations, and the circumcised infants had a different pain response to their vaccinations showing that there's changes for how they associate with pain. Um, and then there was also uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics released a warning that they have proven that in the neonatal period, babies are extremely susceptible to trauma from pain. And they were not just talking about circumcision. So they were saying even for medically necessary things mm-hmm. like being in the NICU, um, IVs, blood draws, like make those decisions shots, with that in mind. Like and they were saying that you need to do everything you can to uh, lower pain because it's actually changing how these babies' brains <laughs> function. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been proven that there is trauma and changes. Um, so that there's no like argument about that. And I feel like we just tell ourselves there's not because again, it makes us it makes us feel better right. about that. So on that fun note of circumcising will change your baby's brain forever, Um, not that you can't have a happy circumcised baby, but their brain is going to be different than it would be if they had not been exposed to that trauma. But it is time for our break, and when we come back, we will talk a little bit more about what the foreskin does and what happens when you cut it off. Cut it out. Let's talk about Brother K a little more. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk (laughs) about Not in the context of Brother K. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Cue the music. Okay, so this episode is again brought to you by Brother K and the Bloodstained Men. Uh, We are just loving the fact that Brother K is sponsoring our episode. He is really, he's been out there for 40 years spreading the harms about infant circumcision and the functions of the foreskin. um, And as being victims of genital cutting, really on the forefront of teaching people about what it is and showing that there are people that are upset with the fact that it's okay to take away parts of their body. Um, So they work on a donation basis. So check out their pages, send them a donation, help them to spread the word about infant circumcision. Because if we all work together, um, all of us can help make things better for our children and to have them have a more peaceful existence and welcome to the world. And just know that any donation you give to the Bloodstained Men and Friends, um, they're not being paid for any of it. They're using it to get to their protests to teach people about why foreskins are awesome and why you should let your baby keep his. All right, let's get back to our episode. All right. 
Welcome back from our break where we got to talk about the fantastic brother Kay. And so many other things. It was a very long break. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were urged to let this podcast go over because somebody listening said it was shockingly amazing. Everybody likes it longer. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Depends. That could be taken in so many ways. Yeah. I don't think you should cut them all short. I don't need an hour. No, I don't need an hour. This episode mm-hmm. is about not cutting it short, actually. Okay. Also, uh, foreskins, contrary to popular belief actually help you to go longer because even though it's a it's a uh, well-spoken myth that so many men say well if it was any more sensitive uh i wouldn't be able to last that 30 is actually seconds a myth because it is a myth the nerve endings in the foreskin actually help you control ejaculation mm-hmm. so you can get to your peak of pleasure and then hold it there so uh hold it foreskin for the win for skin, for, for the, the win. win. Oh, that's solid. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to, uh, instead of talking about adult male penises with foreskins, let's talk a little bit more about um, circumcising babies, and then we'll get into some of what foreskin does for adults. Cue the rewind noise. <laughs> that wasn't as good as when we, like, actually came yeah, That, that was, was terrible. Was good. Okay, so um, we already talked about how circumcision is extremely painful. Check. They've proven that. Check. Brain changes. Check. Some Check. people say, all right, well, my doctor uses lidocaine so that they don't feel it. So there is some studies about that, about how well okay. does... Do you know what lidocaine does to the tissue? <clears throat> Not as much as you do, obviously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I use lidocaine in my practice to suture vaginas. Lidocaine causes the tissue to swell because yeah. the lidocaine infiltrates the tissue. Yes. So once you put lidocaine into a teeny tiny little penis, all of your markers are gone. Yeah. Yep. So that just gives you a false sense of what you're cutting and where because mm-hmm. everything is bigger than what it would typically be. Yes. So I just wanted to throw that yes. every tenth out of a there. centimeter counts. There's also mm-hmm. other risks to using lidocaine, uh, which is why some doctors do not do it. Mm-hmm. But they have done studies about this to show how well... Um, pain medication does work for circumcising infants. So the best available... So the, the pain medication that they commonly use is they'll use Emla cream, which is not approved for use on the genitals. Um, it's just a cream that goes on the outside that's like... It's kind of like a... What is, a, is it like a, a, it's like cream? an aura like gel, topical? but oh, okay. for skin, not for your mouth. Um, they The most um, effective pain relief for circumcision is um, a lidocaine injection into the base of the penis. Um, and then they also use other things like music and stop, sucking just stop on it right there. sugar pacifiers. No. Because a rush of sugar alleviates pain. Yeah. Are you kidding? I'd be... They, I think my period crimes would be totally manageable right now on this wine if that were the case. I mean, that's, that's what happening. they use in the NICU. It does, it does um, change baby's response to pain because it does cause them to have a rush of endorphins, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't actually take away pain. But it can make us feel better about it because they don't act like they're in as much pain when they're sucking on a little lollipop. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and that's a whole other story about it. Like, is it safe to give our kids like Sugar lolly pops doesn't sound uh, healthy. It's like these are the parents that are like, oh, I don't give my child any processed sugar or food coloring. Oh, except for when I'm cutting their foreskin. Yes. So in the studies, um, what they did is they had a control group and they had 
the group. So they had a group of babies that was not circumcised. And then they had a group of babies that were circumcised with no pain medication. And they had a group of babies that were circumcised with, um, did I say with pain medication? Mm-hmm. I got I confused. <laughs> and then they had a group that was circumcised. Okay. Not circumcised. Rewind circumcised sound. with pain medication, circumcised without pain medication. And what they did is they sampled their adrenal cortisol responses. Um, and so what they found, and so cortisol, your adrenal response is basically when you go through pain or stressful situations, your body releases cortisol and other stress hormones. And studies um, show that cortisol release like that can affect you in the long term, like you were talking about earlier. Yes, and it can also it's also what is responsible for the fight or flight response. Um, in humans and other mammals. Um, so they took all this, these three group of babies, and what they found was that the adrenal cortisol response was not significantly reduced by the administration of lidocaine. Um, blood sampling and anesthetic injection um, or venipuncture alone did not evoke the adrenal cortisol response in the control group. So the pain from having your blood drawn or just getting a shot was not enough to cause that adrenal cortisol response. So interesting. But in the two groups of infants that were circumcised, one with pain meds, not one without, um, getting the pain meds did not significantly lower their their cortisol response, showing they were still going through significant amounts of pain and Mm -hmm. trauma and releasing stress hormones, regardless of whether they had the lidocaine or not. Um, So it goes to show there's like levels. Yes. It's more than just... Pain or no pain. There's right. Like levels yeah, of it. it's the yeah. whole experience that they're undergoing. Um, but the babies that were not circumcised but that were also given the shots or had their blood drawn or were strapped down to a board did not have that response, showing that it was actually the circumcision. The act of the circumcision. That caused the adrenal cortisol response. Right. Um, so it causes intense pain and it can also cause shock. And so a lot of people, when they ha- get their babies back from being circumcised, they're sleeping and they sleep for a long time. And so they use that to think, well, oh, my baby came back peacefully. I've heard that too. Well, yeah, my, they said my they son can't be just through it. Yeah. So the adrenal cortisol response is also involved in the fight or flight um, system for defense in, in humans. Um, so basically for a baby who's being circumcised, they can't fight. Their body is strapped down. And so, and they can't run. They can't run. Um, so basically their body goes their tiny into, little legs don't work that way yet. Also, they are, again, strapped down. Um, and so basically <laughs> they... clarify, they are strapped down. Yep. They're strapped down. Um, they go into a state of shock, which either looks like they're sleeping or they are in a quiet alert state. It's actually their way of escaping intense pain and trauma. Which is probably where that, that MRI study is going to, is like showing where they go into that shock state. Yeah. I will say, okay, this is pushing it and kind of like touchy, but for and the rest isn't. <laughs> I know, but it's like you know, people that develop um, multiple multiple personality disorders mm-hmm. and things like that. That happens when they're in a or situation. Or personality disorder, right? Um, that happens when you're in a situation that you cannot control, when you can't fight or flight. Mm-hmm. They just create an alternate mm-hmm. personality Reality. to go Escape through that it. with them. And I'm not saying that we're causing 
you know, multiple personality disorder or disassociative disorder by circumcising, but yeah. that's what happens when you can't get away from from Trauma. something that's so traumatizing that your body cannot process it. Yeah. Um, and it, I'm also, sure it also goes to a place which we talk a little, where we'll talk a little bit more when we talk about he won't remember the pain, where your body buries it. And it happens in other cases of trauma, whether it's like childhood sexual abuse or PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be people that they have no memory of the event that happened, but they still have the symptoms of the psychological issues that arise. Right. From the trauma their brain went through. It's still stored in there. And it's more than just the pain. I mean, you've been carried for 10 months within your mother's Mm -hmm. womb. You're then born onto her chest. You're nursing. You're in this safe space. And then you're... In theory. In theory. And then you go through this horrible, painful, traumatic experience. And no one's saving you. No one's helping you. Yeah. So then you go back to that safe space. And there has to be some sort of lack of trust you know, what's going to happen to me next? Like, that was horrible. What else is going to happen to me? I feel like it just affects men's psyche far more than we ever, ever, ever thought about. Which is why sometimes we see the responses we see in men when they watch the video of it because it actually triggers that trauma in their brain that they didn't know that they remembered. Yeah, they had no idea. Like, my husband had no idea that he remembered any of it. And he just, even to, I mean, all the time he's saying, I just know that I remember this. Like, I know it's causing me something. I just can't. The I trauma. I can't he's put reliving it into the words. reliving the trauma, but it's it was at a time when he didn't have words, so right. it's not how their brain works. Um, okay, so um, some more. Comp- so now we're going to go on and talk about the complicate. Oh, I also want to say we didn't cover this, but it has been linked. The intense pain of circumcision has also been linked to problems breastfeeding, um, because when babies are new, learning to breastfeed, it's you know it's a learning curve. It actually takes a lot yep. of strength on their part. It takes a lot of um, mm-hmm. and needing it, to feel secure. Yeah, and it takes a lot of like they're making new brain passages. And when anytime you are in a trauma. A trauma, a traumatic or um, high adrenal cortisol response, your brain is not making connections the way it does when you are in a quiet, alert, safe space. It's just like if we are sick or we don't feel good, um, we have trouble functioning and things that we would do on a day-to-day basis. So it Mm -hmm. makes it harder for babies to learn how to breastfeed. Um, I'm just, I'm looking at a study that says it's also... Um, been linked to post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, depression, anger, low self-esteem, and problems mm-hmm. with intimacy later in life. And that was way back in 2002 and 1999. Yeah. Um, even with a lack of explicit memory and the ability to protest, does it make it right to inflict pain? Yeah. Is the question. And so, and we and we recognize that it, as humans in other a- arenas, like we would never, like we we recognize that when our babies are little that everything that happens to them is a building block of for how they perceive the world so we would never just purposely hit our kid's head on a door frame and be like no it's okay he's not going to remember it anyway (laughs) because that's why we go through so much effort to protect our babies and to and to give them a a safe safe, comfortable nurturing yeah and so circumcision just does not go along with that picture yeah of being safe and body positive and um, accepting your baby for who, for what their body is. Um, it's basically saying, I need to change you to make yeah. you fit into what my, my definition of normal is. 
Well, unfortunately, the body positivity is still like a like new concept in mainstream media. You know, like it's not. It's like it's kind of weird when you hear people being body positive because that's not the norm. Usually, it's like you have to do this to fix this or this to fix this. Oh my god, there's a great YouTube video out there where there's a group of moms or women, whatever, one at a time they walk up and the one goes, oh my God, I love your coat. And she's like, oh, this whole thing, no, I only paid $10 for it. Oh, I love your new hair. No, 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 no. It's just, I don't know, it's too much. And then the one goes, I love this. And she goes, thank you. Yeah. And they all just look at her and then they start, oh, well, she's just this and she's just that and she's just that. Yes, it's okay to love your body for the way that it is. Yeah, Yeah. and it's important too. It's so important. All right, so we've talked about what about the the complications of circumcising infants, the things that can happen to them, how it can change their brains, how it affects them as adults. Yeah, but we're going to talk a little bit more about what foreskins do and the complications that can happen to adults because there's a lot of people I hear that say, "Well, my son is fine." And I want to say you don't Let's actually check back in, in 20 years. And and he might not even know that something he's experiencing is not normal. You have no idea how many men have told me that they think it's normal for them to have no feeling in the head of their penis. Also, like, I'm sorry, what son's going to talk to you about their sex life? Yeah, and they won't. That's not well, a thing. I mean, Except for, unless you're Kim, will. and she's raised her kids <laughs> in a beautiful of- way that allows them to be really safe with her. But generally speaking... I love my relationship and our with culture, my children. <laughs> your son's not going to talk to you about his sex and life. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who have realized they're unhappy with their circumcision and have talked to their parents about it. And so many men get brushed off about it and be like, oh, you're being ridiculous, or oh, that's what it was, or oh, I'd still do that again, even though you feel that way. Right. And, and again, it's and that, that defensive mechanism of not being able to accept that you did something and, that made your child And when that happens, it's even pain. adding more insult to the trauma um, uh, for people that have realized it. But let's talk about, okay, so the foreskin. We talked the foreskin. What's our chant that we do? What? Foreskin for the win. Foreskins for the win. I love that. <laughs> okay, so we talked about how the foreskin is the same tissue as the clitoral hood. Holla, I love my clitoral Holla. hood. Holla. Don't touch my fucking clitoris. No, you're not taking. No, touch it, but you can't take it away. Hold on. Only Rewind. positive touching. Wait, wait, wait. Touching, touch. Chuck and touch it. You can't take it away. There. Don't take away my clitoris. What would be the point? How what would be the these men? For that? All these men are having sex without yeah. their clitoral. But hood. there's a difference between the glands no, clitoris. The clitoris actually has a gland like the the head of the penis. And then there's the clitoral hood that covers it. And that's actually the part that feels really good that we we associate with our clitoris. It's actually our clitoral hood. It has all those amazing fine touch nerve endings. Um, So... do the thing that you do. I'm going. I'm. I'm okay. about to. You're climaxing to I'm it. I'm about to climax <laughs> to it. Okay, so um, she's getting distracted again. Yeah, the penis. The penis. Like, are you thinking about roadside <laughs> masturbation again? A little bit. She didn't say roadside. She said road. Oh, while you're driving. Road. I'm masturbating right now. <laughs> Wow! How are you? Doing she's got that, that under. She's got the underwear. She's got a little app on her phone. It's like <laughs> both of her hands are above the table. So I'm it's mind impressed. control. 
I am capable of that. If anybody could do that, it would be Jazz, actually. (laughs) I I can orgasm in my dreams. Um, Okay, so like. Things outlander. So the foreskin, like we talked about physiologically, the head of the penis is supposed to be an internal organ at all times. The only time it's not supposed to be an internal organ is when you are having sex. Um, Let's talk about sex, baby. Mm -hmm. um, So you take uh, a penis who. The foreskin has what they estimate to be between 10 and 20,000 fine touch nerve endings wow. that are similar to the fine touch nerve endings in the clitoral hood. So like that's the, a lot. The bomb.com for nerve endings. That's amazing. So you cut them off. Now ah. you can't feel those nerve endings. But then the head of the penis, which is meant to be an internal organ, is now forced to be an external organ, but it's very sensitive tissue. So it has to adapt. That sensitive tissue can't stay that way. It's got to get tougher yeah. against the elements. Like breastfeeding nipples. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and guess what, ladies? You know if you breastfeed, you don't feel that shit anymore. No, no it's this, just gone. There goes the fun. Exactly. <laughs> so That's not entirely true. <laughs> So the, after you get circumcised, the longer you're circumcised for, your, your head of your penis actually grows a layer of um, callusing. And so it's very similar to, and your feet are similar to it as well, and your hands, which we're going to do a test for that in a minute, they have a lot of fine touch nerve endings as well. Um, and so I like to compare it to like your, your, the head of your penis with a foreskin is like your feet at the beginning of the summer when you've been in shoes all winter. <laughs> Only hippies would get this reference. Yeah. But you take, I'm off, like, mm-hmm, you take mm-hmm, off your I hear shoes you and you try to walk across Kim like... Is like, I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, I don't wear shoes ever unless I have yeah. to. What are you guys whispering about? Oz has something That's to say. That's not okay. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> say it. I was just thinking like Dr. D. Who never wears shoes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who used to make fun of me for my weird hobbit feet, but then it turns out my hobbit feet are They're what, normal. Are every what everyone wants. wants. So then they yes. went out and bought these little things to put on their feet to, to make them like my feet. feet. So, ha. Huh. My we'll, hobbit we'll feet are normal. We'll post a picture of Kim's feet after this episode. No, we will not. <laughs> You're just I haven't had a pedicure in two years. <laughs> You're distracting Your away. Your feet are perfect the way they are, Kim. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go. You're distracting away from my penile metaphor. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Oz. <laughs> okay, so your shoe, your feet have been in shoes all winter, and then you take them off in the spring, and you walk across a driveway, and your feet so are painful. super sensitive. I hate that. But if you keep doing that every day all summer, by the end of the summer, you can walk across that gravel, and your feet feel nothing. Are They're you building saying up. That vaginas are like gravel. No, that the no. head of a penis no, 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 is no. like gravel. No, I'm not saying that <laughs> either. I'm saying the head of the penis is like your feet. Oh. And the callus they build up is what happens if it's not protected by shoes. So, so like the boxers in your jeans are yeah. The so it's rubbing against your yes. boxers. It's rubbing against and occasionally your jeans. the it's vagina being exposed to the elements. The vagina is supposed to be a normal thing for it to be exposed to. It does not cause that. So the longer you're circumcised, the the thicker and thicker this callusing layer gets, the more insensitive the head of your penis gets. There's so many men that have said to me in defense of circumcision that they can't feel the head of their penis. 
and they think it's normal. And when oh. they find out it's not normal, they're like, wait, what? Yeah. And, and my husband is one. He thought that it was normal for the head of his penis to be completely numb his whole life. He could feel nothing on the head of his penis and thought it was completely normal. He's um, going to talk about this next week. He is going to. Um, so you lose a Full lot disclosure, of... you're going to learn a lot more about their husbands than you probably yeah. wanted to. So the whole point of this is that when you cut off the foreskin, you lose sensitivity in two ways from cutting off the, the nerve endings and then also from the callusing layer. And if you're younger and you think that you still have feeling, it gets worse the older you get. And I'm going to say that there are some things you can do to prevent that, but it, it makes it, it so that men, the older they get and they get in their forties and fifties, they really have to pound away to have any feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about and, the uh, sex. And, and honestly, <laughs> This is the porn industry would make you think that that's a good thing, but it's not. That's why our friend says these these American men don't know how to fuck. It's because they have to pound the hell out of something just to feel. To get off, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna talk. Goes a long way. We're gonna talk about how the foreskin talks and uh, what it does in sex. Your foreskin talks. talks. It's telling us things, Kim. (laughs) Haven't you ever done that with a penis where you like make the urethra? Of course I do. Yes. Of course, and it looks like Darth Vader from the back. So you do the Darth Vader breathing, like, <sighs> <laughs> only if your man lets you play with their penis yeah. like mine does. Let me just make a little puppet show. That with takes it. 10 years of marriage, I'm just saying. <laughs> or 20. <laughs> Give me the credit we deserve. Um, so the, so the foreskin goals, should feel like the okay, inside. Okay, so yeah, let's do, let's do it. So the, the tissue, and I have a picture of this. Let's do this together um, as pic- a podcast so, listening group. Yeah, but. So when you think of how a penis looks, most circumcised penises, the head of the penis, the skin looks very similar to any other skin on your body. That is the callusing layer. It is actually supposed to be very like soft, more pink tissue, like the inside of the female genitals. Yeah, like the inside of your mouth. Um, It's not supposed to be skin just like any other skin. So take a second and lick the inside of your cheek. That's the... That's mm. what it should That's be like. That's the texture it's supposed to be like. Yeah. And so then if you want to feel the difference between what fine touch <laughs> nerve endings, if you want to feel true. the difference between what fine touch nerve endings and deep touch nerve endings are, there's a test for that too. So all of the fine touch nerve endings on the penis are in the foreskin. Um, when you cut it off, you cut off the fine touch nerve endings. It leaves only deep touch nerve endings. So um, on your hands, Hence the pounding. Yeah, on your hand, the palms of your hand has fine touch nerve endings. The back of your hand has deep touch nerve endings. So if you rub your finger down the the back of your hand, eh, that's what right. that's what it's okay. um, it's, a penis that's circumcised like a six. Is, I've had better is yeah. left with. And then you turn your hand over and you rub oh, yeah. the palm of your hand. There's that's a really like a big 10. difference in how those nerve endings feel. Um, Those poor guys. Things. I know. It's so sad. Mm. And so then a lot of men will say that their G-spot is actually like their scar. And so they oh. think they think that because of that, it's circumcision's a good thing. They're like, well, where I was circumcised actually is where I feel the most. Yes, yeah, so, because um, that's what it should it's feel actually, like everywhere. It's actually because that's where the nerve endings that were cut off end up. So the whole foreskin would have felt like that, oh, that had it not. The, can you just like... Uh, if you didn't do that hand exercise with us, do it. Yeah, you do it. So touch the touch the back of your hand, then touch the palm of your hand, and feel the difference. What a difference! And it's so sad because you can regrow, not foreskin, but you can regrow tissue to cover the head of your penis to get some of that feeling back. Yeah, but you're never gonna have that. 
The like, fine touch nerve. No. Back. And yeah. I have one kid that will have that. It's so sad. Good for him. Good He's for crazy him. right now, but he'll probably be a better human later in life for yeah. it. He is crazy. <laughs> I also want to say that um, and when babies are circumcised, they very often lose the frenulum, which is a small band of tissue at the mm-hmm. bottom of the penis. Um, and it is the male G spot. It's the most sensitive part on the whole penis. Some people just still do have it. So what does it mean if they do still have that? They might still have some feeling in it. Um, but but again, then you have to frame your, like, around hitting that pleasure spot yes. instead of having, like, an entire area to work yes. with. Yes. Um, so it's good if they do still have it, but a lot Is of... Is that, like, a looser circumcision? It could be that it was a looser circumcision, and so they were left with their frenulum. Um, and, and some guys that have looser circumcisions will have more protection when they're flaccid, that, so they won't have as much callusing. Um, and... So that's actually a good thing, but um, it's still not the same as having the whole thing. So it's crazy to think, like you were saying earlier, like every doctor has a different practice. Like that doctor's yeah. misinformation, if they take too much, could completely change that person's yeah. experience of sex for the rest of their lives. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's completely just, you know, up to... I wish I had learned all this forever ago. Yeah. So that's just a short overview of potential complications caused by circumcision. Um, and how awesome the foreskin is. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, gosh, cheers. Yeah. To, I moved cheers so many times, but cheers to foreskin again. Cheers. Yes. I, so I think that is important to talk about. And, and so we, just, we did decide that this episode could go a little bit longer because it's an important subject. Um, what are you guys doing? You're so distracting. I pour, Kim is nothing. getting us drunk. No, what? I, I would never do that. <laughs> we need somebody to. <laughs> Jess is like, shut the fuck up so I can talk because I'm the only one saying anything important right oh, now. Oh, we've been very, um, we've included information. You've been so supportive and foreskin positive. Yeah. It right. doesn't so, take an effort. It's easy. So, um, when we talk about all of this, of what circumcision is, what the foreskin is, but some people still think it might be worth it. Because it's cleaner and healthier. So I think it's really important. Oh, no. Let's talk about some of that science. Um, and we're not going to be able to go <laughs> into all of the science because, like, I would take all day. I've been studying this, like I said, for eight years mm-hmm. and I still. I don't know was, if you guys have noticed, right. but she knows her shit. It was just the tip of the pubic hair. There's still, the there's the still the so much skin. that I'm learning about. Which has a lot of nerve endings in it. So I could, I could put in, there are some things as a parent that I never thought I would say. Yeah. But I decided to make them normal. So when my boys take a bath, you know, the circumcised ones, I used to say, just make sure you clean, clean your scrotum, yeah. clean it all, like clean your elbows, clean your ears. With my daughter, I'll say, make sure you clean your labia, only mm-hmm. use water. And now with Brock... I'll say, did you get the fuzzies out of your foreskin? (laughs) Every time I say it, (laughs) you're like giggling. I'm dying because he holds his penis and he pulls it up like like a foot and looks at it and goes, nope, the fuzzies are gone. And I'm like, (laughs) God damn it. Like, uh, but just like the lint that can come off of your clothes. Yeah, it's like in your belly button. Yes, it's like your belly button. So your foreskin is held shut by a sphincter, but that little tippy tip end can get some fuzzies on it. So especially now that he is retractable, he has retracted because my boys love plays with his penis constantly. It's a thing. Yeah. So I'll say like, make sure you get the fuzzies out of your foreskin, and then I walk out like, (laughs) damn it! Thank God because it's going to be so normal for them, isn't it? It is normal. So it's, it's so either normal. so you can either say Laugh about it. Yeah, you can either say get the fuzzies out of your foreskin, or you could just 
cut it off and take but away half fuzzies, of their feelings. Okay, so I think that, and you won't get that's to giggle. Actually, I know about your kid's foreskin. So in in my experience, especially since they've been leaving more foreskin lately with um with circumcising, it's actually the opposite because we talked about that it's fused to the head. When you the first step of a circumcision is they break the uh, adhesion. I just want to okay. wait, wait, wait. They hold the tiny penis and they, they use hemostats. a they use a hemostat. And they shove it. Shove they it. clip two hemostats on the outside of the foreskin and hold Correct. it there. And then they take another one and they run it all mm-hmm. around the head of the penis. So essentially the that's like holding your finger and shiving underneath your fingernail over and over mm-hmm. again yeah. until the fingernail releases. So imagine yes. doing that down the entire shaft and all the way around your baby's force, your is, baby's which penis. Which is the most sensitive part of your body. That's how you, Wonderful. you have to disconnect the tissue. Yes. In order, and that's also why after circumcision, the head of the baby's penis is a raw wound because it right. was it's adhered. been ripped apart. Um, it's pretty gnarly. That doesn't happen in adults who are circumcised if they're already fully retractable because they're, they're it's already a separate entity. Which leads to again, it's much easier to circumcise an adult man. It is because he's already been retracted. retracted. Yeah. Um. But okay. When, when you talk about babies being cleaner or whatever, so you broke up those natural adhesions that keep stuff out. And so actually in babies, especially if they're left with a little bit more foreskin, you do have to then, because it's now broken and things can get in, pull it back like oh, fuzz. that sounds mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. We'll get in there. Nope. You do oh, have to pull it back God. and clean it. And that's damaging and causing issues later in life. It, well, it's it, it's what you have to do now because you've changed the you've changed how the how the penis works. So now you're like, educating to pull so, back on it, right? So now it's yeah. like, do I want a bacteria infection or do I want adhesions? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Pick your Tough poison. choice. Stuff does get stuck in there once you break those up. Um, so, is it cleaner? No, no. The foreskin is completely fused to the head of the penis. Even if it's retractable, the penis and the vagina are meant to be self-cleaning organs. So Hence they the do, amazing schmegma. They do. Shmegma. Yeah. Um, they clean themselves. Never thought we thought amazing, but it is. It is amazing. And that's why we keep talking about soap. So, like the inside of a girl's vagina is a mucous membrane. Um, the inside of the foreskin is also a mucous membrane, which is important because every place in your body. Um, that is an entrance to your body, like your mouth, your eyes, your ears, your nose, your nose, your butthole, your vagina, your penis. They're all meant to be mucous membranes. It is the first. It's an anus. I said butthole, and I like it. <laughs> you like you butthole? like it in the butt? Do you have an opinion about my use of the word butthole? <laughs> no, I love everything you do. It's perfect. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You tried to get me to take it in the butt earlier, so (laughs) I don't really care what you say right now. With my (laughs) bottle of tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, folks. We don't do double headers. That means double the alcohol. Bleed that out. But but not for me because I'm drinking water. She's drinking water. She's on call. I'm still not on call. Um. So anyway, the whole point I was trying to get to is that. um, Okay, so. It, it's meant to be a mucous mm-hmm. membrane because that is your body's first line of defense for the immune system. Yes. So it's important to keep that. But mucous membranes also don't need to be cleaned with soap and you actually mm-hmm. don't want They're to. They're beautifully balanced. So it's the same way we don't have to clean inside of our eyes. Let's not um, put soap in our eyeballs. That sounds Let's awful. not put soap in our eyeballs. No. Let's not put soap inside a little girl's vagina. Or our mouth. Let's not clean penises. The... the 
that you can clean the outside of the penis with soap. You don't want to clean the mucous membrane and the foreskin with soap um, because it actually changes the pH and how it works and then causes some of the problems. So sometimes when you hear about men saying that um, they have a smell from their foreskin or they can't keep it clean, it's actually because they're cleaning too much mm-hmm. and they're, they're stripping killing all of their healthy bacteria. They're stripping that natural mucous membrane. They're killing so the bacteria. And for women that are not like used to talking about their vaginas like if you take anything from this podcast yeah. don't don't use body gel or body, that summer's eve stuff no body wash any of that like douching just yeah. leave your vagina alone clean it with fresh water to the mm-hmm. end yep. rinse, when you're in the shower you just go. rinse it with water i've had so many so many women go what wait yep yeah what you're causing infection you're causing irritation vaginas foreskins they don't need soap they're no, self-cleaning they and they're not hard to clean even after you're retractable, which you never have to worry about that on your son. It's a very private thing. If your son starts to retract at the age that Kim's son has when he's still young, you're going to know about it because they'll literally walk around the house going, look what I can do. Yeah. Look what I can do. What is, look what I can do. I that happened a lot penis. when I was watching the kids. And I was yeah. like, this is normal. I have this a penis is, it's weird. my penis. There's a it's penis normal. in my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Double penis. Then but. you just say, great, wash it. But then Keep it's like, it clean. but then you also have a kid. If you know anything about little boys, they don't, they literally never stop touching their penis. Ever. And so if they're in the bath, they are going to be touching their penis and they're going to be pulling it back and they're going to be swishing it around just because it's fun and it's going to get clean. <laughs> like you don't, it's easier to teach a kid how to t- keep his penis clean. Girls do than it, it too. Is, and, and yeah, than it is to teach them how to wash their hair or brush their teeth or do anything it's else. It's just they need part to keep of normal clean. hygiene. Normal, yeah. And it feels good. So. It's so they're not, not going to mind cleaning it. It's really easy <laughs> to keep penises clean. If you learn anything from this, it's not hard to keep foreskins clean. It's harder to keep your kids from cleaning their foreskin than it is to get them to clean. Right. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about smegma. 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 It's actually the Greek word for soap. Did you know that? <gasps> I, I do now. It, do, it is. I did know that. You told me that years ago. It's produced by both the genitals of men and women. Mm-hmm. It's made of sebum and skin cells. It lubricates the foreskin and glands in men and the clitoral hood and labia in women. Wait, so for men that are not circumcised, we don't have to buy KY? No. Wow. That would save you a lot of money. There's a whole industry making money off on circumcision. Skins, it's yeah. no wonder they well, keep pushing for it. Not even putting billions of dollars the yep. medical industry makes off of Correct. Their, their glide mechanism helps with that, too, uh, which we'll talk about. But the glide mechanism needs its own shirt. Like, yeah, baby, give me I know. that glide. That's what Chuck's always like. Enjoy that gliding mechanism, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> gliding mechanism. He calls you buddy. No, to, no. Why would he say that to me? He says it She's to Brock. She's not enjoying a gliding mechanism. I'm not enjoying a gliding mechanism. <laughs> Although she does enjoy Chuck's it. Chuck's a child of the 1970s. <laughs> He's free spirited. Yeah, He's so free spirited. Free spirited and free of foreskin. <laughs> Anyway, um, (laughs) smegma is rinsed off in normal bathing. It does not cause cancer or any other health problems. But if you think that you are going to be smelly because you have your natural genitals, I assure you, men, you also have balls. If you don't shower, Mm -hmm. your genitals are going to smell bad. And the water running down your body, touching them, doesn't count. No. I need you to get in there. Get in there. Get the taint area. If we Mm -hmm. don't clean our (laughs) genitals, whether men or women, they're going to have an odor. 
And I'm sorry, if you don't wash your balls, foreskin or not, we're not going to be near it. Mm-hmm. Just like women. We're not going to be near it anyway. If we don't wash our tank. But in general, yes. Yeah. Well, we're talking we, about... Everybody needs to... Collective we. Everybody needs yeah. to scrub their taints. Yeah. Their taints need to be washed. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole, taint, balls, foreskin. <gasps> Just clean it all. All of it. Yeah. yeah. But don't put soap in your foreskin and don't put soap in your labia. Yes. Exactly. Or your vagina. Beautiful. Just keep it away from Just all of Just keep things. it away from it. Normal. I mean, Save why, that for your why pits. do we have to talk about this? Normal cleaning of your body. You body. would be shocked. I worked Most, at a college health clinic and you wouldn't believe the conversations I had to have with like mid-20 people. Exactly. About Most their adults do not speak to their children about sex, body parts, anything at all. So, of course, we don't know how to take care of our body parts. I had somebody ask me how many holes they had because they were confused after their first experience with sex. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a lot of people that are confused <laughs> about that. Yeah. There's holes. There's a whole Orange is a New Black episode. Yeah, and they take out mirrors. About and holes. they all look at their genitals to see all the different holes they have, mm-hmm. and they're amazed by it. Mm-hmm. Holy. So it's a thing. Holy, holy moly. Holy. Holy trinity of holes. You have three of them. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No, that means like angelic noises. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to think of a joke calling like the, uh, the clitoral hood like the Holy Spirit of something. Well, it's the holy everything. That's enough. That's what I'd say. It's the holy spirit. Um, So I have a funny story about like one of the biggest reasons that men circumcise their sons is so they can look the same. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know many men that would walk around like naked. First of all, Mm -hmm. I I know men like that, but I don't know a whole lot. I mean. In my home. It definitely happens, and I think it's a body positive thing, but I, I think don't, it's great. I don't think that uh, the kids are paying attention they to it. No. No, they they're are not. No, they're probably just like, what is that? So, why is your penis so big and hairy? <laughs> yes. Why yeah, do you, it does already look different than Why theirs. do you have That's hair okay. on it? Well, answer that question. Yeah. My friend Natalie, who I mentioned before, when they had talked about having children, she said, obviously, we're not circumcising. And her husband was saying, like, well, you know, what if they don't look like mine. And so she goes, oh, so you look like your dad, like your penises are the same. Yeah. And he was like, yes. She goes, I would like for you to call your father right now and I would like to see his penis. And she said it with a straight face. <laughs> I'd like you face. to compare them. <laughs> yes, and he's he, like, what? She he, goes, yeah, I would like for both of you to stand in front of me and present your penises. I would like to see if they are the same. He I would validate that feeling goes, you have. Ew, that's disgusting. She goes, exactly, move the fuck on. We're not <laughs> mutilating our <laughs> son. It, Thank didn't you. Didn't she also say like, oh, you want your son's penis to look like yours, then then the responsibility is on you, not on him. Like, we're not going to yeah. cut off part of his penis to look like you. So if you want to look like him, I'm sure she you did. can get to work and start regrowing that. I'm sure. She says a lot. She of did. And he did start amazing thing. Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't she was remember one of the, this. She was one of the first people that talked to me about foreskin restoration, oh, which we're going to talk about in the next episode, not this one, because it's way too much. Yeah, way, okay. way too much. Let's talk about um, another big reason why people circumcise. My uncle's friend's brother's best friend had kept getting infections and needed to be circumcised, and it was awful, and I never want my son to have to go through that. I have heard that story numerous times. Yeah. Okay, so number one, we talked about... You're not supposed to pull back the foreskin on your infant son. If you are doing that, you are causing the problems that you think you are preventing, and you are the reason why your son might need to be circumcised. Yeah, did you interview your uncle's cousin's husband, sister's best friend? Exactly. Story Stop of retracting their, their foreskin because that's important. Number two, uh, doctors are very uneducated about 
foreskins. Mm -hmm. They will usually come up with circumcision for any issue from a yeast infection to a bacterial infection to my two-year-old can't pull back his foreskin. It's not supposed to be. If you knew about foreskins, you would know that that's completely normal. How do we not know this? Yes. Because we're talking about it. There's a famous doctor who everyone takes their intact kids to for second opinions because, and he wrote articles about it because he said, I have a full practice of people coming to me getting a second opinion whose doctor said your son needs to be circumcised. (gasps) He said, I've only had two boys out of all of them that ever needed to actually be circumcised. What was that for? Um, I can't remember now off the top of my head, but, but they, they're really serious reasons. <clears throat> yeah. They're, they're not something they're, simple like a UTI or a yeast no. infection. There's a couple, there's one that's like a, uh, a fungal infection that can cause scar tissue, but it's very, very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most, and, and for more the most, rare than breast cancer. And we are not cutting off our daughter's breasts to avoid breast but cancer. The point is, is that if your doctor says that, do some research, take it to a doctor who's intact friendly. And I'm, I will, I'll assure you that if you're taking correct care of your baby's penis, the chances that it actually is a real thing are very, very low. Usually there's just a cream or something you can put on and the problem will be gone. Um, but even if your son needs to be circumcised, you're taking a very small risk of them needing to be circumcised later in life. There is a country where they do not circumcise boys, and they actually did a study to see how many men actually need to be circumcised for real reasons later in adulthood. I'm not going to get into the whole study, but they found that it was a 1 in 16,600 something. Oh, my something. God. Mm. So to put that into perspective, perspective. Perspection. Yeah, what's that word? I just it's made a new word up again. And perspective. It's another new word. You, you, you heard it here first. Yeah. That's going to be a t-shirt. Sh- <laughs> shirk about shirk. Shirk. Okay. My, wow. my mouth isn't working Poor anymore. Jess, she has to do it's all the work. It's really what, hard. This is what happens with double headers. Like we're thinking and we're teaching yeah. and it's just so overwhelming. Also, this is Jess's jam. So she's like, I have so many things to say to have to get it out of the time. So statistically speaking, um, Testic- even yeah, <laughs> statistically so speaking, say, say that that the guesstimate of how many boys die a year in the United States is correct. That w- number would put due to it, circumcision. You mean due to circumcision? But you said it was what about a hundred? Okay, hundred. That's a low estimate. Um, that would put your baby's chance of dying from a circumcision about one in twelve thousand. So if you take correct care of your son's genitals, which means you leave them the F alone, you don't pull it back, you don't, don't clean it, you just, don't worry don't, about it, you don't shame them when they're playing with you it. You just leave it alone. Leave um, it alone. Your baby actually has a higher chance of dying from his circumcision than he does of ever needing to be circumcised as an adult. I think, hold on. What? That's it. I just wanted you to hold on. <laughs> Take and a moment. Say that again, because yeah. that's huge, and I don't think people are realizing yeah. because it gets all hyped up. Yes. So you have a higher chance of dying due to a routine circumcision than you do of needing to be circumcised to be circumcised for Later any sort of life. medical issue. That's fucking crazy that any insurance company is still covering yeah. it, and it's fucking crazy that we're still doing it, it for social norms. Even if, even if. Uh, you take incorrect care of your baby's genitals. 
you toss it around a little bit. What, yeah. No, what's you happening? attract it all the time. Even if, you, uh, even if you're uh, pulling so. back or you're and cleaning under it, the chance of them needing to be circumcised because of the problems that were caused by that is the same as them needing to have future penile surgery to either correct botched circumcisions or because they get metal stenosis. So statistically... Due to circumcision. So... Sp- Statistically speaking, by circumcising your kid as an infant, you are not saving them from having to go through pain on their penis later. Um, and you you're depriving taking, them of yeah, pleasure. You're but depriving you are, them of But a, you are absolutely depriving them of pleasure. Yeah, you're taking 100%. a small chance of them needing a circumcision and making it a 100% chance that they and go you through are, that you pain. And you are absolutely 100% putting them in danger of something happening, no matter how small the risk. Yes. Um, so... Statistically speaking, they are not more prone to infections. They are not dirty. They are actually circumcised penises, especially in infants, are harder to clean. Yes. Um, I can say that for sure. So, okay, let's move on because we're, I know we said we could just like talk and talk Keep and talk going. about this. If you'd like to spend a week with us talking about I this know, topic, it's crazy, right? Um, and we even have another episode coming your we way. We have too. another episode, <laughs> but we need to talk about. Uh, the importance of the whole STD, cancer, mm, oh, this is my favorite UTI, one. UTI, HIV. Because we get to say long, Langerhorn. Langerhorn. Langerhorn <laughs> cells. Langerhorn cells. Yes. Okay. So we're hearing that a lot, that being circumcised lowers your risk of HIV. It lowers your chance of UTIs. It lowers your chance of STD. It is all untrue. Like herpes, no. chlamydia, gonorrhea, no. No. blah, 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 blah. Uh, HPV. Okay, so when you and if you get on websites like Doctors Pose to Circumcision or the whole network, they have entire pages of the research behind what I'm about to say. Like I can't cover you, you all. can't get into it's all not of the even proof, possible. But I but that's the point. This is not this is not Justice's like opinion the, or just my opinion. Tip. This yep. is like it has been medically proven that circumcision does not lower these risks. It actually yeah. can raise the risks. Yeah. Or a condom that is now a dollar can lower those yeah. risks. Which so are, should be used for other reasons anyways, probably. Anyway, yeah. So I'm going to skim over this information because, like I said, there's no way that we can cover all these numbers no. and it would probably be boring. But um, first of all, I'm going to say about STDs, all of them, that when I'm talking about chlamydia, gonorrhea, uh, HPV, um, herpes. So basically, our country has the highest level of circumcised sexually active men than any other country in the world. Um, we also have a highest levels of <coughs> chlamydia, gonorrhea, mm-hmm. HPV, HIV. Um, we don't have higher levels than like sub Saharan Africa and HIV. Um, but in terms as of far the education as, that as far as like resources. first world countries, our levels of, of all of those STIs are higher than the other countries that do not circumcise. And so there's several reasons for this. Um, number one, um, like I said about it being a mucous membrane, that's your body's first line of defense. There are immunological cells inside of the foreskin. Cells. The mucous membrane can trap and, and help your immune system fight um, STIs. Um, but also, we talked about how uh, circumcised penises just don't feel as much as intact penises. 
And I don't know your experience, but from my experience, a lot of circumcised men do not want to use condoms, which makes sense to me because you take a penis that already has less feeling and, and then you add a layer of latex it. yeah. and it's like they, and can't, they feel can't feel anything. anything. Right. And so maybe they're less likely to use condoms. So for when it comes to the STDs, HIV, all of that, um, I just like to say, if you are having unsafe sex, you are eventually going to get an STD. Whether you, you are circumcised or yes, not. If you have sex with someone that has those STDs, you are going to get it eventually. So you can either wear a condom or you can cut off part of your penis and then wear a condom. Either way, wear a fucking condom. Yeah. You can Doesn't get them from free sense. for the health Or clinics. be in a safe, committed sexual relationship and get tested on a regular basis. That um, works too. For, you know, practice, practice mature safe, safe sex. sex. But if you don't have a foreskin, you don't have Langerhans cells, which actually trap yes. and kill HIV cells, which most cells can't do that. Actually, yeah. no other cells yeah, can do that. The foreskin that. has plasma. It has platelets. It has Langerhans cells. Like it has all these immunological things that are meant to kill infection before it even gets into your body. And again, if you're roughening it up and callous, yeah. like you don't get those benefits. You're actually taking away those securities against... Exactly, because you don't have that mucous membrane anymore. Um, okay. And if you guys look up the study from Africa that shows mm-hmm. that circumcised men have a lower risk of HIV, if you look at the very bottom of that study, there's now an asterisk that shows that the circumcised men were given condoms during the study mm-hmm. and the uncircumcised men were not. So obviously, if you, on the if you go out and you have hundreds of men having sex with condoms, their HIV rate will be lower than the men that were not using condoms. So yeah. you can't... And those studies showed that while what their studies they thought was showing decreased um, male to... It decreased female to male transmission. It actually increased male to female transmission of of HIV. So there's actually a lot politically going on in those countries where men are now fighting back against the fact that they were told they should be circumcised um, because it's not actually lowering the numbers of HIV in those those countries. Amazing. So I encourage you to look more in depth at those HIV studies because they are highly suspect. Don't just Um, read something and and go, well, this study says this. And I also want you to know when you read that six percent reduction that doesn't mean it, it sounds really huge but that's the absolute reduction so basically it's the difference the the hiv acquisition was low in both groups so they took the difference between the two numbers so maybe one person got hiv in the one group and two got hiv in the other group so that's the difference of the 50 percent lower or the 60 mm-hmm. percent lower exactly. it wasn't that you can have sex, 100 men would have sex and 60 of them would get it right. no, in no. one group. And like That's the beauty of yeah. a graph. Yeah. yeah, They're amazing. Yeah, you can make it sound really Fake it till you make it. It's um, like a penis pump. It can make anything look bigger. <laughs> That's not mine. <laughs> That's not mine. <laughs> That's that not my here? bag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last time you watched that movie? Do you remember Guys, that line? Yes. yes. I love that movie. <laughs> This so book, good. your penis pump, that is my bag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Austin Powers. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Okay, let's talk about UTIs. So even in all the studies that they use to show that, the UTI risk was only reduced in the first year of life. It only reduced it by, um, they say 50%, but again, that's the absolute number. So basically, they say that 
In their studies, the intact boys had a 2% chance of having a UTI in the first year of life. The circumcised baby had a 1% chance. So it would take about 100 circumcisions to prevent one UTI that can be treated with antibiotics just like we would for a girl. Girls have girls girls have have a 9%. Yes, Mm -hmm. we are much higher because our urethra is shorter. Mm -hmm. But no one says... Hey, that we should circumcise. Let's start cutting off parts of her body because she has a 9% chance That's of having... That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so why aren't we circumcising females to reduce the UTI rate? Because that's not culturally acceptable. Why not? Because that's what we've decided. Oh, okay, because great. Because clitoral hoods are more appreciated in our now, culture Dr. than Kellogg, Dr. Kellogg oh, says... God, are we oh, God. Really, that's like a whole other episode. It is. He did. He, he liked to we circumcise We are referring to Dr. Kellogg, the creator of Kellogg's cereal, yeah. corn The cornflakes. Correct. He liked to circumcise boys and put garbolic acid on girls' clitorises. To reduce mm. the to reduce rate mas- of masturbation. masturbation. Yep. Which it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Everyone um, masturbates. I don't masturbate. That's a lot. I think we clarified that in our <laughs> earlier episode. No one got to hear that conversation <laughs> earlier, but it. we that all a, know yeah. you no, masturbate. I think a part of it they did. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, oh, and also in those UTI studies, they did not account for forced retraction. So some of those babies in were the intact caused. group mm-hmm. were being retracted. Um, By not informing them how to take care of Which introduces bacteria to the, bac- to the, ure- the urinary tract. Um, they also did not uh, do other risk factors such as not breastfeeding and premature infants. So when you take out those, the numbers were actually much more even. Oh. So why would you do that? Now I want to throw up in my mouth. Please I'm sorry. do not circumcise your baby because of UTIs. And also, again, you can get on these or websites and just look at all the Please don't circumcise your baby. Just please don't. Yeah. Don't do it. Please. Yeah. But they can do it themselves if they want to when they're adults under yes. full anesthesia and feeling nothing. They can. I don't encourage it. And I don't encourage it either. I think yeah. she's being a little sarcastic. Yeah. I was being sarcastic. But um, we have a chart about how it is so much better for men to get circumcised later in life than it is to babies. There's no excuse for circumcising a baby. Is there anything else we would say that, like, I can't imagine a man going through that, let's do it to a baby? Maybe we should start saying babies to war. Yeah. Oh, we could do that. That's a good idea. Yeah. We should start having babies do all the hard stuff so that men don't have to do it. Yeah. I mean, babies already have to deal with a lot of shit, but let's add more to it. Yeah. We could do that. They could change their own diapers. Yeah. So that if we actually need a girls' night, the men don't have to do it. That's a good idea. Oh, they could. They could. They could. Oh, maybe they could feed themselves. Yeah. They could feed themselves. Yeah. Maybe they could suckle themselves Mm -hmm. so men don't have to feed themselves. Or we could remove a gun or something so they could like crunch down. Didn't that happen in the Bible? I feel like that happened in the Bible somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's what it's supposed to mean. It's biblically um, supported. But I just wanted to say about <laughs> that. Um, I just want to say about that about uh, adults that they, when they circumcise an adult, they put him under full anesthesia. They put him under. He also gets pain relief afterwards, which babies do not have. I didn't even, even talk all. about how babies no, are. They in pain do not have that through the entire time they're healing. Um, but I said, I find this very disturbing since the reason infants don't get general anesthesia is not because they feel less pain. It's even more painful for them. Um, the reason they don't get general anesthesia is because it's too dangerous for it them. It could kill them. So if there's something that you're not going to do to an adult man because it's too painful, we should not be doing it to babies. There's nothing Period. else we would do to babies because it's too painful and for again, an adult to go through. And again, science has proven is that they do remember and they carry it with them and it alters their brain forever. So yeah. we're talking about all this now and we're like, oh, I know this is a sensitive subject, but 100% of me is 100% certain that within 50 years... 
people will be 20 years even like, I can't fucking believe we used to do that. Why did we do that? That's barbaric. That's horrible. The numbers are already dropping. They changed so much in 10 years. Yeah, dramatically. Because now there's no excuse for not getting it. The information's out there. We have the internet now. When we were growing up in the 80s or whatever, or when we were being born. Or the 90s. um, Whatever. But the internet wasn't 70s. really a thing. It, it was a lot more difficult to get access to information. There's so much information. So what you is the number had, now? Because I've heard 50-50. It depends on the state. Okay. It's, it's anywhere from like 20% in some of the states to some of the midwives. And is that based on insurance? Um, no, it's it's also based on like how, uh, like just the political climate. So mm. like the states like California, their rates are down to like 20%. Which is amazing. Yeah. The, the Western states are like that. I think Maine, Florida. Eastern states are always behind. Yeah. Midwest. Primarily Virginia. The Midwest is the worst. They have the highest rates of circumcision in the Midwest. That um, may be primarily based on religion too, right? It could be. I'm not exactly sure what it's all about, but it's just slower reaching. Even though we know that religious circumcision <laughs> is not what we do today. Um, so, it's yeah. But it is. It's dropping dramatically. So the culture is already changing. So once these boys are, are adults and they see that foreskins are normal, the women that are having sex with people are equally used to intact or circumcised and it's not a weird taboo thing anymore. Mm-hmm. It'll just drop faster and faster. Just like it did in Europe because back in the 50s they circumcised everyone in Europe. That's when it stopped and, and now nobody gets circumcised it in just, Europe. It just, how... I feel like their medical community is more adaptable to... <laughs> well, they just decided when they had... Nas- the National Health Institute shouldn't pay for it anymore and so once it stopped getting paid for, people stopped doing it. And now, why, now it, forcing is just normal there, and they don't have any normal, problems with because it because it's a part of the anatomy you're born with. And if it's female mutilation, it's male mutilation, and it shouldn't be fucking happening. Yeah, we yeah. it never should have happened, it. and it shouldn't be happening now. Yeah, sorry, I just get so frustrated. I, I, I hate want- that I did it to my kids. I hate that it's still happening. With knowledge out there, if you're doing it knowing it's not okay, then you're gonna feel bad about it for a really long time. Or you're just not going to learn about it, which a lot of people do. Um, just close your eyes to it. That's fine. Yeah. That's what we do to most things. Mm-hmm. I just want to say... does that make you happy, human? I, I don't think so. Not. I just want to say real quick with the whole cancer thing, because people say that too. The American oh, Cancer Association has you. has released... Oh, her. um, Hey, it's Haley from Beluga Baby. Hey, Haley. Haley. You're the only reason we would... You're the only person with that excuse <laughs> I'm not interrupting gonna, I'm not going to answer it, but um, actually... The American Cancer Society has released a statement saying that circumcision does not fall under, does not check the boxes for being cancer preventative. Penile cancer is one of the rarest forms of cancer. The things that affect it most are smoking and safe sex. Circumcision status does not. And as we discussed earlier, use a condom either way. And of course, if you cut off part of a body, that's less parts to get cancer. If I cut off my boobs, I'm less likely to. I was just going to gonna have... ask you that. I had a, a someone say, well, you have a higher risk. They well, your son now has a higher risk of penile cancer, and I'm like, well, I could chop your head off, and guess what? You're mm-hmm. not going to get cancer in your head because it doesn't exist. I know a lot of people that have brain cancer. Yeah, and Kim is really paranoid about brain cancer. So I'm she paranoid. Chop her own head off. I'm just paranoid of all that. cancers, and <laughs> yeah. and my last son still has his foreskin. Mm-hmm. So there. 
And you still have your boobs. I still have my boobs and I love them so much. I also love my <laughs> boobs. She touches herself. I'm touching them right now. <laughs> Did you just say you're touching yourself? <laughs> well, because I said boobs. So after how She had to, millions, she just wanted to show some appreciation after for eight, them. Like how many years she I nursed. She touches I hear her boobs, boobs and I touch she, them. She like touches her boobs and she thinks, when I think about you, I, I touch <laughs> myself. And she's like singing to her boobs. Yeah, I am. I do that. And I don't cut them off out of fear of cancer. I leave them there. No. Yeah. And if some, and if at some point in time, and some people do choose to do don't that. Don't even say it. As adults, some people do choose to do that, and that is their choice That's as fine. adults. That's but fine. We, yeah, it's we your wouldn't choice do as that an adult. to our baby well, daughters. Like my daughter said, like, what if they want to do it as an, you can do whatever the hell you want as yeah. an adult, but these tiny little babies that are born into a world where they have no say and no voice for themselves, you have no right to alter their body. That's not yeah. your choice. As a parent, you should not get to alter your baby's body. That is my opinion. And you're not allowed to alter there. it any other way. No. You're, it's actually illegal to pierce your baby's foreskin, but you're you allowed to cut it off. You can't get a baby a tattoo. No, because mm-hmm. it's permanent. That's ridiculous. Uh, so circumcision is the same. Just say no. Foreskins for the win. Foreskins <laughs> for the win. So um, I think the last thing we need to cover is my favorite part to talk about, but it's also the hardest part for some people to hear, and that's talking about sex, baby. Let's talk right, about let's I feel like we've actually it. talked about sex a lot. But yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna like dive. <laughs> we're gonna in really get more. into it. She's making inappropriate oh hand gestures. As I thought we were done. Also. I was like, we're okay, I'll yet. see you later. Wow, this episode. <laughs> Kim's checking out real hard. I'm checking out. Oh, so we got permission, and now it's gonna be three hours long sorry no it's not three hours long um but we hear a lot that people hear that circumcision makes sex better Mm-hmm. That's oh wait, what people no. say that? No, I don't know. say that. that. Never people heard that. People do say that. Well, they have to to feel better about themselves. But yeah. again, and Denial I want mode. to repeat it over and over and over again. This isn't to shame people that don't have a foreskin. It was there not are your lots fault. Lots of circumcised people that are fabulous lovers, but. Foreskin has a function, yeah. and it is made to work with the vagina for both pleasure and procreation. If you alter the form of one of those pieces, you are going to alter the function and how they work together. Um, there is a huge problem, and we've talked about this in our podcast before, of women in America who cannot have orgasms during sex. They do yeah. not. It's just not it's a like thing 70%. that happens. It's really crazy. Um, Most of them cannot. Yeah. They need clitoral stimulation because sex I think it was 70% can have a G-spot orgasm, but obviously the number for clitoral stem is higher. <laughs> but also, it's possible to have a clitoral orgasm while having penetrative intercourse. Yeah, that's true. And that so skill. let's talk about the functions of foreskin in sex because... Basically, penises are meant for peeing and having sex, and you're, and the person attached to the, the penis end. is the person who's going to have to deal with that. Um, Let's so, be honest. The functions of the foreskin for women in our course, it actually seals the natural lubrication inside the vagina. So um, with a, a foreskin, it provides a seal. So it kind of goes like suctions in against the mm-hmm. edge of the vi- mm-hmm. vagina and then the head of the penis can go in and out of that so that the lubrication is never leaving the vagina, which keeps you from ha- a nice lubricated experience all the way through your sexual No dryness happening that, there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if you take that off, the thickest head part of the penis is then the edge of the head of the penis the corona Which pulls. and so and then yeah. they circumcise men because of how their sensation is different they tend to take longer strokes that go all the way into the vagina and then pull their penis all the way out and so every time that edge the head of the penis grabs some of that 
lubrication and actually pulls it out of the vagina so that you actually get drier the further you go into your sexual encounter. And we all know what it's like to say, hold on a sec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pause for oh, one, just, just a tick. <laughs> yeah. So not only does the foreskin hold in the natural lubrication that a woman is making, but it also provides a its own <coughs> lubrication. It decreases the wick away effect. It, yeah. <laughs> wick away, wick away. <laughs> No wick away here. Yes. <laughs> but the, the foreskin at the penis actually moves in and out of its own foreskin as well, which feels really good for a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is actually like a, it's a, what they say, a frictionless rolling gliding sensation. So it's the gliding, gliding mechani- mechanism of a foreskin. Yeah. So it's the difference between like a broom handle going in and out and like having a piston that moves with that yeah. glides. Yeah. Seamlessly. That's a horrible reference. <laughs> I like piston. it. The intact penis. Um, uh, so intact men. So they have different sensation from their foreskin, also from the head of their penis. They don't need as long as strokes to get the maximum amount of sensation. They tend to take shorter strokes that keep their bodies in contact with the clitoris aiding in female orgasm. So when you cut that off, it changes the way a man strokes to have his most sensation. Mm -hmm. So it's not working together the same way. So he might be having an orgasm, but she's not getting the sensation she needs for her to have an orgasm. Whereas if he has a foreskin, that naturally happens. Um, if you Hence don't, the need for a lot of women to have clitoral orgasms by stimulating themselves while yes. they're having sex. It also can bunch up right at the edge along where your clitoris is, and the foreskin itself can rub your clitoris while you're having sex. Oh, that sounds like an extra <laughs> finger. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Have I said that... Uh, Foreskins are awesome. They right are now. so awesome. Why are <laughs> we cutting them off? The win. Yeah. Leave that shit intact. Ah, okay. So far from making sex better for women or men, um, it actually decreases female satisfaction. So there's actually a study done about this on women. And, this, and I found this study really interesting because it was on American women. So women who are raised in a culture where uh, circumcised is normal. So they, they did a rating on women who had been lovers with both intact and circumcised men. So in this study, 85% who had experienced both said they preferred sex with an intact partner. Um, Sex with a circumcised man was associated with more pain, dryness, and difficulty reaching orgasm. In another study, women were twice as likely to reach orgasm with an intact man. Even when women said she preferred a circumcised partner, she had less dryness and discomfort with intact men. Um, there are also some studies that show that there's higher levels of erectile dysfunction um, and premature ejaculation in men who are circumcised. And so again, and I can't, I can't repeat this enough. This is not to shame men who were circumcised. The point of talking about this is to raise awareness that foreskin does have a benefit. It is valuable, and there's no point in cutting it off of our sons. And also, we're not saying that those of you who are circumcised do not have amazing sex lives. Yes, had to learn how to adapt. My husband and I have an amazing fucking sex life. I talk about it all the time. Me and my husband do as well, yeah. We love having sex. It's just, it's a shame to think about how much better it could be for him. You know, like they make changes for us. 
turbo. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I we I don't. Would, know. I have no we idea. We don't know what it would have been like. But it could be different. So we're not shaming. We're not saying your penises aren't good. We're not saying your sef- your sex life isn't good. We're just saying like you we, weren't given all the tools. You weren't given all the tools. Yeah. So let's stop taking those tools away because we know that there's no benefit to it. They're like a blind person who has to get better at hearing. <laughs> My son. Their other senses are increased. So, my my eleven. I, I can't feel the tip of my penis, but my smelling is awesome. It's like, no, it's like I don't have my glide mechanism, but my cunnilingus game is on it's par. On point. My kid recently told me this joke. How do you find? Hold on. How do you find? How does a blind person find his way out of a naked group of people? Oh, God. How? I don't want to know. Don't worry. It's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> My first reaction was to laugh. My second was to go, ew, don't. Also, where did you learn <laughs> Stop that? Stop telling me these jokes. <laughs> he also told me a circumcision one, and I can't mm-hmm. because we're not supposed to be joking about it anymore, but no. it just goes to show there you are some funny how jokes about it, horrible circumcisions are. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to end with everyone gets so caught up on it is a personal decision. Don't take away my personal decision. Don't take away my personal rights as a parent. But I really want you to step back and say, is it really taking away your Let go of that rights? Ego. No, do it's t- we really have the right to cut off part of our babies? No, we do not. Make it about your kid, not about you. Yeah, and it's if, a human right, not a parental right. It is if, a human right. And if your personal decision takes away from the personal decision of the person attached to the penis, you're taking away their personal rights. So I just want to say a personal decision should mean that the person attached to the penis should get to choose. Right. So it's like my husband is circumcised. His mom doesn't see his penis anymore. Like it was her decision, but it's me and him that are dealing with that decision now, 35 years, six years, however old we are. And his cunnilingus game is on point. On, on point. point. <laughs> so thanks, mom. But really, not thank you because it could have been that way him anyways. Blind so we can hear better now. Um, my husband's regrowing his foreskin and it's thebomb.com. Um, so, but it should mean that the person attached to the penis should get to choose. Every man should have the right to decide whether or not he wants the full penis that he's born with. Our, our culture as parents is very biased by when we, like our culture now, our culture is different than our parents' culture was. Correct. Mm-hmm. Our kids' culture is going to be different than ours. Hopefully so, for the better. So how can we make those decisions yeah, for so them? Our opinion is biased by that. So like, I know there was not a lot of intact men when I was in school, but when our kids are in school, there's gonna, there's a lot more yeah. already. Like there, yep. I see intact little boys everywhere. Like... <laughs> I do. Really? Well, Where are you going? Yeah. Where do you you're out? seeing? Okay, little... so number one, I hang out with hippies. Number two, I'm a birth worker, That's and a true. lot of people That's don't fair. circumcise. <laughs> number three, literally, I go to the pool, and people change their kids, and I'm like, oh, that yeah. kid has a Oh, hand. I would say of our... Remember that time you and Bro- Brock was running oh, naked by the yes. river, and then that other lady came, and she took off her kid's pants, and he was running around there like little foreskin buddies? The, the little, little yeah. hanging out. And now when I see, when I see, when, it, when I am unfortunate enough mm-hmm. to see an older son of mine naked, I'm like, ah, that's not okay. Like, yeah. oh my God, look what I did. Yeah, yep. no, it's a human right. Do not yep. make human right decisions for other humans. It is their right to make. 
Yes. Like, do you really want to have to tell your kid later in life that you felt like your right to make a decision as a parent was more important than their own right to People make that decision say that. for themselves? But, no. but if a man's not circumcised and he later decides he wants to be, he Fine. can be. Yeah, that's his if right. A, if a man is circumcised and decides he does not want to be, he can never get back what was taken from that him. It's gone. It was either put in a trash can or sold for millions of dollars for skin grafts. They make eyelids out of those. Exactly. Um, and face cream. So unless there is a real medical indication, parents do not need to make this decision for their sons. It's not about making a decision for your son. It's about taking away his right to decide based on his personal experiences and not ours as parents, which are shaped by the culture we grew up in. Um, that's already changing And I feel like there's so many ways that we challenge our our parents' culture mm-hmm. and our own decisions as parents. So why exactly. would this be any different? Our experiences in life are different and we have the right to, to be shaped by our uh, the, the world that we grew up and in. And the information and if, that we have access to now. Yeah. And if we're making birth, now we're saying birth is a human rights issue. Like we as women have mm-hmm. the right to birth how and where we want. Yeah. You can't then take that human right away from your son and decide what part of their body is okay and what part is not yeah, like, like the woman think outside what we've been doing suing her doctor for forced episiotomy that's not medically necessary which i 100 percent support mm-hmm. but that same person will turn around and circumcise her kid and it's like you are angry someone took away your choice and cut on your vagina your son has that right to feel that way too like, absolutely let's not force genital cutting on anybody um, and, and there's a, a lot of men now. Thank you, Brother K, for sponsoring our episode. There's a lot of men now who are unhappy that they were circumcised because the information is out there. And yeah. it's going to be out there for your kids, too. Like, so, men, you're not alone. Your village is out there. Like, yeah. find them and, we'll and talk hear, to them and ask questions. We'll hear yeah. from, them, from them next week. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about men. Yeah. From and, men. And also, like, women who are, are uncertain or have questions or, you know, who aren't sure what their decision is going to be. Like, you also have a village. Like, talk yeah. to us. Like, talk to your community. Yeah. everyone's out there. One of, my, one of my moms said, oh, I had an experience once. Well, my friend had an experience where she tried to, she was giving a blowjob or someone someone got a blowjob and, and they were not circumcised and it was gross. And I'm thinking they didn't clean themselves for like the last two weeks. Yeah, and the last time I went to Food Lion, there was not a table set up in the cold food section where they were just giving out free blowjobs. Like you have yeah. a chance to clean yourself before you have a sexual experience. Or maybe that man was also the, the victim of false information. Information. And was trying too hard to keep himself clean. It wasn't taught properly. Right. That it's you don't need to do. So spread the word. Sir, soap is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Foreskins are good. Foreskins. I can't Fork. talk anymore. Foreskins. We've the been win. doing this for way too long. And so even if you think you haven't met someone who's unhappy being circumcised, they are out there. Check out Brother K. Check out the bloodstained men. Check out the I am not thankful. Check. Like, also listen to our next episode like those yeah. men will be here talking about they it they will be talking and I'm really proud of all the guys that have agreed to come on because it's hard to talk about your penis subject well they Period. like talking about their penises but it's harder to talk about like <laughs> it's harder to talk about it in a yeah. way that's not pleasant Anger. it's more fun when I was like oh your rump is so big yeah. <laughs> yeah it is yeah check it out he gets that all the time so it's okay that he has to like have a different avenue of talking yeah. so, so then about. we need to end by saying like to all of you who are out there listening willing to understand that what we've been doing is wrong willing to make a change willing mm-hmm. to get educated Cheers to you. Cheers to Yay. you. Cheers when to we, you. When we know better, we do better. We do better. You guys, so, I grab the glass intentionally. Yeah, we look forward to hearing from the guys next week. But until then, we say to you, cheers. cheers. And thank you, Brother K. You are kick ass, my brother.